I think what you're trying to ask is uh, why am I so insistent upon giving out to them that blackness, that black power, that black pushing them to identify with uh, 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 black culture. I think that's what you're asking. It's, it's, I have no choice over it in the first place. To me, we are the most beautiful creatures in the whole world, black people. I mean, and I mean that in every, every sense, uh, outside and inside. And to me, we have a culture that uh, is surpassed by, 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 by no other civilization, but we don't know anything about it. So again, I think I've said this before in the same interview, I think uh, at some time before, my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Oh, yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Hey, cut the mic on, fist up right on, man. You have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man. We have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear. Here with Courtney B, a girl named Tiffany. We making history. Your favorite podcast is on the net. Turn this. Conversations about the culture that I bet that you love Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal It's the culture shop, I cast it's about that time, now let's go Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live I'm so proud I went to HBCU Me too did you see that little baby, um, her her reaction to Homecoming, the one that was standing in front of the TV that they put on the thing? Oh, she was so cute. I seen a little boy, too. Yeah. Um, and he was a little baby, and he had him sitting on the floor, and he was just, like, all into the TV. And I was like, look at him. Representation matters. She was like, can I be all the beautiful girls? <laughs> and her mama asked her which one she was, and she said, I'm the leader. Yes, baby yes, girl, you you're are. the leader. She said she wanted to be the leader. I said, me too. I want to be Beyonce. Yes, though. that's what you want. You strive to be the best. That's right. And then Michelle Obama even chimed in to tell the queen how proud she was of her. That was dope. I mean, the mm-hmm. first lady. Like, but Michelle Obama is a stand for Beyonce. I know. They're every time they, And every time they ask her, like, if you could do anything else, what would you do? And she was like, well, I would be Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, all of us would be Beyonce. We good. Oh, but there is only. Like, I would be Beyonce. One Beyonce. There Them is. Them Knowles sisters. Woo.
I tell you. That was good. All right. Hey, beautiful people. We're black like we never left. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney D. This is episode 59 of the Culture Shop Podcast. Yep, it's not my phone. It's Courtney's. Just so you know. People just be wanting to talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I be trying to, like, turn my phone. You see me trying to turn my phone I see what you're trying to do now. Whether you're going to be successful or not, that's the question. We'll find out as the show goes on, won't we? Oh, my gosh. Yes, we will. Um, So... How was your weekend, B? What'd you do? Man, I didn't do nothing really but watch Beyonce. <laughs> per usual. Can we talk about it? Cause, yeah. Okay, because normally you do yours, I do mine. My weekend was filled with grocery store homemade pizzas and home coming. Yeah, there was really not much to do. The weather was sucky, so... I mean, there wasn't much to do but watch Beyonce. Duh. I watched Beyonce in the office. I mean, come on. <laughs> Wait, what? Those are two different... Right. Okay. But they were both on Netflix, so I just went with it. <laughs> right. So, I watched Homecoming, and I just have to say, like, I know we got up and we watched Coachella whenever it happened, and we were so excited because she was supposed to perform the year before, but then she got pregnant with Rumi and Sir. Boom, boom, bam. Um, watching Homecoming on Netflix, it was like I had never seen it before. Right. I went to work out like the day after I saw it for the first time and the trainer who was there is talking junk to me, of course, because he knows I'm a Beyonce stan. Not talking junk. Yes. Talking about some, um, I, I won't even repeat what he said, but basically I had to stop in the middle of my workout and say, it's not about the performance. It's right. about her level of discipline. He was like, that's right. That's what I'm talking about. I'm like, if that's what you're trying to get me at, we can just start there. Mm-hmm. But just to know like, Okay, women who, I haven't had children, but you know, like, most women past a certain teenage age know that, like, when you have a baby, like, different things happen to your body. Your body does actually disconnect. And so, when she was talking about how she was having to work out and breastfeed, and her body wasn't even connected, the muscle spasms, you know, how she... And she said she would never push herself like this again. Because I've heard a lot of people say, see, that's all you got to do. Like, all you got to do, cutting out sugar, cutting out bread, cutting out meat, cutting out dairy. I was thinking to myself, what is she eating? Nuts and spinach? Air. Like, what are you eating and doing all of that dancing? Mm -hmm. And breastfeeding. Yeah, like. New twins. No. So that's real. But, But I say all that to say the level of discipline that she put in to give people a good show and to perform at her highest height. Like, it's a sacrifice. Like, if you can't respect that, I just still do not understand why people don't like Beyonce. Well, it's... it's My thing is, you don't have to be a fan, but right. there's no reason for you to be like, I don't like her. Right. Number one, you don't know her. And number two, like you said, even if you are not a fan of her music, you have to respect the amount of dedication it takes to rehearse after having twins, like, for eight months straight. Exactly. Not a week, not a month, eight months. And take care of three kids and a husband and all this other stuff she got going on. That's right. Like, sheer dedication. And the thing that I'm always amazed with with Beyonce is how... Like, you can tell that she, like, rehearses to the point to where everything about the show, the lighting, her positioning, the choreo, 
Like it kind of like it, it's it's like it slips into her subconscious. Yeah. Like she doesn't it's second nature. Yeah, it's like and that comes from her rehearsing the way she does. The the just then when she talked about how they ran through the show without music. Yes. How is that possible? How do you even know what you're supposed to be doing if exactly. you don't have any music? But that's dope. She talked about um, how, like, it's tough to rehearse. She was like, that's why people don't want to do it because you have to be willing to be vulnerable and look crazy and everything. Um, and I remember back in the day when, um, after she after she met Tina Turner and she started uh, performing or practicing in her heels, and she was like, I practice in my heels until my feet bleed. Mm-hmm. That's dedication. I love the fact that, like, we got to see her personality. Again, those of us who are super fans have long seen Beyonce's personality. That's we know she's funny. That's the only thing that I... That's the only thing that I felt like... But, of course, I do. I want it, I want it more. Yeah. I want it more. I want it more. I want it, like... like Life is but a dream type. Yes. You know, like, I but just want it more That's of her. my point, though. We do I, have life is but a dream, though. I am obsessed. I know her. you are. I just love and, her. Though. And so am I. Did you see? <laughs> listen, that Blue Ivy. She is her mother's she, child. She is me? her mother's child. She is a queen. And that picture of her and Jay-Z, I cannot stop staring at it because that's exactly how Blue is going to look as an adult. But like, you know that what? look she has in that photo, that's, so beautiful. That's another thing that I liked about the documentary is... Like Jay Z is there, but he's kind of he kind of looks like a student, like like he's just in awe of her. Well, we know that he is. Because you know what we I mean? Went, like we go to the shows now. We go to the Jay Z shows now, and you can tell that Beyonce's print is all over what he does. Yeah, it's funny because when she was get, she wasn't really getting on them like I've seen her get on people in the past. But when she was done talking about what she didn't like, and she was like, "Okay, I appreciate everybody. Good work." You know, we just got this to do when she stood up and she got ready to walk away. And then JT stood up and he was like, all right, y'all. <laughs> like, that was it. Because, On their anniversary. Right. Because he's not the master in the room, Mm-mm. which is something that I definitely appreciate. And a note that I think people, men in general, not just in relationships, can take um, out of, you know, the JT Beyonce book. Right. Just. And let I'm sure, you know, her let her have her space. But, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure and I'm certain that there are many, many, many things that Beyonce has, in fact, learned from Jay-Z, too. Absolutely. But just in this right here, performance, this that's her that's her lane. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just what it kind of and I don't want to say any names because I feel like the people that they throw out are excellent dancers. Yeah. But there is a difference between just being an excellent dancer and being a true performer Performer. Mm -hmm. and there and i can say this with 100 percent certainty i don't care how nobody feel there isn't a person alive today that we see that can do the things that she does i'm just gonna go ahead and take my little blue pen right here that i got in my hand and i'm a co-sign okay because i'll be hearing a lot of names but they 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 can't the thing is they can't do what Beyonce does with as much intention and purpose as she does it with which is why they stand for her right because i mean yeah you can put on a good show but like the fact that she brought so much culture and blackness to Coachella it was intentional it was intentional and it was needed but it was unexpected because she did not have to do that she could have got up there and did a regular and you we know loved we would have still loved it but the fact that she thought about her culture and her people enough to make this about all of us as well as you know like the double entendre of 
homecoming and then her coming home back right. to the stage. Like, y'all ain't doing I'm sorry. Y'all ain't doing that. Right. Like, y'all wanting to do trap pop and roll around and just, you know, do the same old, same old. Like, Beyonce is just so much. She's just so much. Her thought process is just elevated to a level that a lot of people of her caliber, it's not because why? Why do they have to? They get to, they get to this point, be like, why well, I got to do that? Exactly. You know, I don't. I don't I'm so and so. Yeah. So, um, I don't. I saw a little bit of back and forth. I didn't get into it too much, where people were talking about how Beyonce earned half of what, um, not Demi was it Demi Lovato who performed the year before or this year Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Well, they got they both got four million per night. Okay, so why were they trying to say that Beyonce got less than Ariana? I don't know, but they both got eight million dollars, so they got four million, four million per show. And so if pe- they did twice, it's eight million dollars. So people just got it wrong then. Yeah. Okay. Um. But my Beyonce signed like a sixty million dollar Netflix deal, so I ain't complaining. She she isn't either. She got all the right. Listen, that's when the, it comes that's up on the say. screen, that's it said a Beyonce film. It said part of Parkwood, Parkwood Entertainment. Exactly. Executive, it's a producer exec- and executive producer. Thank you. So I mean, and then people had to realize like eight million dollars to Beyonce is peanuts, right? It matters, but it don't matter. It don't like, matter. Give me my coins because I earned it, but I don't need it. She don't. She's not hurting for the eight million dollars. Plus, like you said, she has the rights to all of that concert footage. All of it. I mean, it's hers. Ariana Grande don't have that. Mm-hmm. There were no. Well, and I it's can't not say to, there were no negotiations, but I bet you it wasn't what Beyonce got. No, and and, and my thing is, it's not. You know, I just hate when they do this like comparison because. Right. Ariana Grande and Beyonce are two totally different people. I was going to say there is no comparison, no, but I didn't want it to sound bad. No, but it's not. Like, you know, just like, and I like Ariana Grande. You know, I know people say she's a culture vulture. I can never say that. Culture vulture. Mm-hmm. And that she does X, Y, Z. I like Ariana Grande. I think she has a nice voice. Not this album that she just put out, but, and you know what? I don't want y'all to stop doing this. If you have a really good album, mm-hmm. like her last album, Sweetener, was really good. And then like, if you have a whole bunch of throwaways that didn't make the album, leave them throwaways. Don't come out with no album right after that because I feel like that's what she did and it wasn't good. But Sweetener it. was awesome. And so I feel like maybe in another 20 years when she gets to Beyonce's, you know, level or however however long she's been in minus, you know, that, that amount of years, then maybe she'll be able to do that. Right. Like people try to compare her to Mariah Carey. You cannot compare her to Mariah oh, Carey. Okay, yeah, she can hit a, a falsetto and a high octave, but she is not Mariah Carey. She's right. not. So stop. Like, and, and don't. like They're in different generations anyway. Like, I was a crazy fan of Mariah. Still am. Still. But, like, I was a crazy fan of Mariah Carey when I was still young enough to get a whooping. And I'm I'm far removed from that. So, Mariah been in the game for a long time. And, and these, like, you can't compare. You can't compare singers to songwriters and true creatives and performers like ariana can sing fact oh she can though she can she blow can. she can't really you know boom cat eight count i ain't never really heard about her songwriting ability i mean you know i don't really see any creativity because you know her nickname on twitter is ponytail because i mean that's always see is a ponytail <laughs> like i mean she's just She's the vessel. Right. 
So you can't compare. And that's no shade towards Ariana because I like her and I feel like she has been through a lot in a short amount of time. For sure. Short amount of time. I know she was talking about having PTSD, but I just want everybody to leave Beyonce out of it. Out of it. That's what I said the morning. The, okay, so when I watched it the second time, I had to get on my little social media and say, listen, don't nobody say nothing to me about Beyonce. You can say whatever you want to. Just don't say it to me. And and when I listen back to it, she is in the background with no music blowing mm-hmm. into a mic. I'm just like, whoo. I, I just want to say it. something. Of course, you know, I'm just so grateful that I, as, you know, day one Beehive member. Okay. Okay. And HBCU alum. Okay. Like, this was our show. This was for us, by, by us. us. So I just want to put that out there. Thank you, Beyonce. But I just want to tell Beyonce this. I'm just so appreciative that you took the time when you did not have to, to perform the entire I Care song. I just want to thank you for blessing me with that because that is one of my favorite Beyonce songs ever. And I also want to thank you for, and this is going to sound shady, but I don't care. I want to thank you for leaving crazy in love to snip it and then letting jay-z come out on deja vu oh yeah 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 because I, I, I think we yeah, we, we all appreciate yeah, it we we love you but y'all got a lot of songs to get let's listen thank you for thank you for you having didn't deja have vu. to do it but, but you, you did. did and i was just like yes now and then it was like it started with deja vu and then it transitioned into rock boys and then jay-z came. i was like yes 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 they this is that. what we want the say my name um remix Okay, yes. we're going to move on, but... Before I let go, yep. and cameo mashup. With a new, listen, we had to get rid of our Kelly. Beyonce they gave us a new line dance. Thank we got to get some moves together. I, did you see it? I'm going to sit there to like Come eight on people now. like, okay, when we learning this? Okay, let's move on. Changing the culture. Oh. Changing the culture. Oh, one last thing. Hurry up. Okay, but you know this is Beyonce because you know how we do. One last thing. From now on, thanks to Beyonce, which I've always felt this way because it's kind of weird. I am a black woman. Right. I am not of color. I'm black. Y'all other people can say y'all of color. I'm black. Okay? And I thank Beyonce for saying that as a black woman. Not as a woman of color, but black woman. I think you can pin me in that if I am in a room full of other women from other places who are shaded and we're all different. Then you could say women of color. But when you're talking about me, I've always felt that way too. Yes. Just call me black. Just call me black. Like, it's black is not a bad word. You can no. call me black. Because right. I'm going to call you white or Latino or whatever you are. You can call me black. Side note, I want a FUBU hoodie. Oh, girl, have not- you been on that Instagram? Uh-uh. Girl, they got all kind of stuff. For like- real? I want one of the vintage coats. Anyway, Anyway. They got all kind of, they got all that stuff up there. But it'd be so, every time I get on the website, it'd be sold out. All right. So, I have this challenge for you, right? No. <laughs> yes. No. So, I want to implement this new thing. You know, like, we're highly intelligent and we are HBCU graduates. And um, we have a lot of intelligent listeners, right? I hope. We no, do. They're smart, smart enough to come back week over week. Mm-hmm. They black, they smart, and they proud. And even if they're not black, <laughs> they smart enough to come listen week over mm-hmm. week. So we appreciate you. But y'all need to like and subscribe, okay? Do what's That's that. true. Do what's that solid. Like, subscribe, sure. share, show. You know, if you listen and post it, so we'll know. I right. mean, you know, because we don't want to just be talking to ourselves. Right. We want to know you just listening. put us in your story. Right. Yes. 
Um, so I want to like implement this new thing where we're sharing words, right? So I want to call this segment of the show, this new segment, burr, 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 okay, say word. Did you see that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh my God. I, oh, I did watch that this weekend too. He's an idiot, but go ahead. Okay. So a segment called say word. Or maybe word up. I don't know. Y'all tell me what you like better. Say word or Mm-mm, word up. That's tell me word. what's the word. A word up. <laughs> <laughs> and every week I want us to like use a word all week. Like find a way to use a new word all week. Okay. So this week I've chosen. Well, this morning I chose a word. Want to know what it is? The bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Somebody come get her. What Somebody is come get her. What's the word? What's the word is? It's propitious. I'm going to tell you what it means. And then you have to try to find a way to use it all week. Throughout your week, okay? Deal? That's Say not tough. Propitious. Propitious. Yes. For those of you who need the spelling, it is P-R-O-P-I. T-I-O-U-S, propitious. Okay. okay. And what does it mean? It means giving or indicating a good chance of success, favorable. Also, heaven sent, auspicious. So, like, if you use the word auspicious, just it's interchangeable with propitious. Opportune, well-timed, stuff like that. Propitious. 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 With an O. That's right. Gotcha. Propitious. That's, that's our word for the week. Because we're, we're getting smarter, okay? We're going to get smarter on this show. So, keep that in mind. I'm going to try to use it in the show. Okay, oh so cro- cross your fingers for me, okay? Because oh this is a new one for me. I haven't used Propitious before. Me either. All right, so every week we have Good, Bad, and Indifferent. We tell you what's going on in the world. We tell you how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. We often don't agree with one another, but that's okay. So, it makes this show amazing. Um, I know we talked about the documentary Homecoming. Really enjoyed that. I also had an opportunity to watch Guava Island, which ironically premiered at Coachella this year. And then it was immediately featured on Amazon last week. If you haven't seen it, it is so good. It's starring either Donald Glover or Childish Gambino. <laughs> I couldn't really tell which one. We're not going back down that road. Okay. And my spirit animal, Riri. Um... In this film, they are in a relationship. Um, There is singing. It's filled with black people. And if you're a film festival fan, then this is a great movie for you to watch. Um, Have you had a chance to see it? Mm -mm, But I was cracking up at her Michael Blackson on Instagram. Were they uh, back and forth at each other? Well, he posted this picture of him. It looked like a glamour shot. And he said something like, I just slid in um, Rihanna's DMs and waiting on her to respond, right? right. You know, it was just like a yeah. joke. So then she took a screenshot of her DMs and posted it. Was he, he in it? Talking about, call me. Yes. <laughs> he talking about, I'm, I'm in the picture looking like I got on about 20 pounds of Fenty Beauty products. Like, he's an idiot. Cute. But he did. That's but cute. she posted it and he was, he slid in her DMs and said, call me. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> Did you yeah. see um did you see Rihanna for Vogue? Yes, I did. God, I seen it this morning. It's fire. It she is. she's so beautiful. I love her. She's I fire. seen it this morning. And you know there are rumors going around that she has like her own. She has accessories. She's doing Fenty skin. Mm-hmm. She just out here bossing up. Yeah, I love it. I, I love do too. I love any opportunity to talk about Rihanna on this show and she's always doing something amazing. Um uh, so thanks for just existing, Riri. Um 
What else? I did want to update you guys on the Carrie Lathan situation. I know mm-hmm. we talked about how, you know, he was shot along with Nipsey Hussle. Um, and he was arrested because Nipsey was, you know, gang affiliated, uh, rolling 60s. And so they said that he was basically violating his probation when he was shot. Petty. Um, but since he was a parolee and a friend of Nipsey, um, they did come and pick him up. He was released from jail. So for those of you who haven't seen that, just want to let y'all know that Carrie is out of jail and that they dropped the charges. Or they dropped the case. As they should, because yeah. that was ridiculous. It was. Um, What else? Oh, something else I saw. I think you might have sent it to me. Well, several people did. John Singleton. Mm-hmm. Prayers up for John Singleton. I know he's still with us, but he reportedly suffered a stroke over the weekend. Um, lots of celebrities had an opportunity to hop online to, you know, share their well wishes and their prayers for him. I know he's... A staple in the black community a lot of a lot of black um actors got their start or you know a part of their start with john singleton he you know gave a lot of young black people opportunities <clears throat> where they would not have had any and so uh, i know they meant it when they hopped online to say like dear god please let him be okay and as far as i know he's still with us today um but he is responsible for a lot of movies that we love that mm-hmm. are Classics. staples in the black culture. Yes. What's your favorite? Poetic Justice. I knew it. I already knew. Poetic Justice. Come on now. So, I think I said this before, but mine is a toss-up. It's a really tough toss-up. If Rosewood wouldn't make me so angry every time I watched it because I know it's okay. based on a true story, that would be my favorite because I'm a huge fan of Ving Rhames. I think I watched it twice. It's tough. It's tough to watch. Um, but mine is a toss-up between Poetic Justice, because because of all the reasons, and then Higher Learning. Movie. Yeah. Higher Learning was awesome, too. It was. But that's also, you got to be ready to watch that, too. Yeah, because it's a lot. It's it heavy. Is. It's heavy. So, um, I feel like Poetic Justice ends up having, like, a positive ending, so to speak. More so than the other ones. But he's responsible for those movies, Boys in the Hood. I think he did, if he didn't do Snakes on a Plane, I think he did Snakes on a Plane, but if he didn't, he had something to do with that. Episodes of Luke Cage, Four Brothers. I'm leaving out something. Four Brothers was so good. It was. But you know what? The thing I like about John Singleton is... Not not Snakes on a Plane, Black Snake Moan. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. (laughs) And I love Black Snake Moan. Yeah, Black Snake Moan was good too. Um, But I just appreciate how how real his movies are his films are um because i mean it it shows the whole scope of blackness how it really is you know what how it really is the beauty the pain the struggle the loss grief you get happiness mixed families you got education in there you got the hood in there you got you're right he shows he shows black life he does it in a in a caring way, in an honest way that resonates like it, it continues because we still talk about Boys in the Hood. We still love Poetic Justice, Higher Learning. Mm-hmm. You know, I can just think about Omar Epps, Crying for Deja, Tyra Banks. Yep. Like, you know, I think about that. There are transferable things that if we pop them in today, they still mean the same thing for us. And also for including one of my faves. 
And I know you think I'm talking about Janet Jackson, but I'm not. No, I figured you weren't. I'm talking about Ice Cube. Let me I tell love, you something. I'm going to tell you, it's people who I just feel like if I could just, like, I mean, just be around them for, like, a couple months, like... I just imagine all of the knowledge and all of the skill they possess. Like Ice Cube and Queen Latifah, those two are are my even Will Smith. Mm-hmm. They are like I, I just mentors I just, in your head. Yes, they're like my mentors in my head. Ice Cube is somebody who even like as a kid, I was like, man, I really kind of like how I am about Regina King, like the career. Yeah, that's my that's what I I'm talking about. I love it, and I always say, I always wonder like if Tupac had lived, if he would have led a career similar to Ice Cube's, because I could totally see that. Mm-hmm. I could totally see him segueing into really doing film and then you know being a producer and having his own company and it's dope he pulls his kids into the work Mm -hmm. i love it i mean he can be nwa ice cube but he can also be are we there yet ice cube i love that the duality of black folk yes and i i just just thinking about dope boy just makes me happy i just love ice cube (laughs) i love ice cube so anyway um, somebody that we don't love too much, uh, Bill Kodak Black Capri. You know that's not his real name either. Child, he don't even know how to. He don't even know. His, <laughs> he don't know how to spell his real name. He just changed his. I read that he changed his name to Bill Capri last year, like in May of last year. So I forgive me if I'm not pronouncing this right, but it looks like his his birth name is Diusen Octave. What was wrong with that? Nothing. He just don't want to be... He just does not want to be black. He <laughs> I don't know. He named himself Kodak Black. I mean, that's obvious. He couldn't help that. <laughs> I mean, he black. Gonna, but that doesn't mean that he wants to be. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have any self-hatred towards... True. Because... he, You know what? He just... Uh, he listen. Stop feeding gremlins after twelve o'clock. Fact. Stop getting them wet because then you end up with Kodak Black. We're gonna stop talking gonna about say. him on this show too. I'm but I just thought him. it was worth mentioning that all this drama, and he was caught at the border this past week, um, and is now in jail for like uh, gun gun charges. And I don't want to hear. I don't want. I'm telling you, if I see anybody that posts something and Kodak say Black. I'm blocking you, <laughs> I'm think, blocking. you. I don't think anybody's gonna do that because people I kill mean, me. Like niggas be out here killing folks. Oh, free! He killed somebody. What is you talking about? Unless it was self defense or justified, then of course, yeah, they need to be let out if it's self defense. It's justified. But just run around randomly killing folks, and then you want to sit them say free somebody? Yeah. For what? So they can get up here and wreak more havoc on the rest of us who mind our own business. Child, leave me alone. Just go on somewhere because he annoys me. He annoys me. Not just you, but uh, uh, many, many, many of us. Okay. So what do we... Well, let me just mention this right quick because since you got all riled up, let me say something positive. You Did you see Russell Wilson and Sierra making yes, a little announcement on um, Twitter? Yes, I did. Talking about we have a deal. So last week, um, let's see. They... Let's see, how can I Im- implement this word that I... Girl, I don't know. You would pick the hardest SAT word in the back of the it's book. It's not the hardest. Um, so, Russell Wilson and Sierra made an announcement last week that alluded to a propitious deal mm-hmm. with the Seattle Seahawks. Um, he's making history with his signing bonus, and so he's now become the highest, pay- highest 
paid player in the NFL by signing this deal for $140 million? $150. $150 million over the next four years. Mm-hmm. That is dope. A propitious deal. At least $7 million guaranteed, another $6 million in incentives, $65 million bonus. Um, and the And the good thing about this deal, too, is... He made it very clear that he has no, no thoughts of leaving Seattle. Exactly. You know, all his business deals are there. And in this deal, there is a no trade clause. So he cannot be traded from the Seahawks. Yes. Over so, the next four years. Yeah, over the next four yeah. years. So, I mean. I love that. Y'all, y'all be sleeping. Y'all was talking about Russell in his little Hawaiian shirt. Okay. Okay. All right, but hey, Russell got the bag, bro. They have this. Russell, Russell <laughs> is worth more this... than, than the futures y'all running after. Russell got the bag, okay. <laughs> they have this funny meme of Russell. Um, I guess like accepting his first deal with his. I don't know if it, he wasn't married at the time to her. Was he? I don't know if he was married at the time, but you yeah, talking about the married, white girl yes. and yeah. and her face and his face. <laughs> it's it's just hilarious. Listen. Like she thought she had it in the bag then. Let me find me a Russell. Y'all can call me what? First of all, y'all ain't gonna never see him because no, you won't. But <laughs> let me give me a Russell with his Hawaiian shirt and his one hundred fifty million dollar deal. We do like nice guys over here. I always have. I can't say the same for B, but I know she like him now. So I no no skirt. Let's stop. I have liked a few nice guys. Okay, but. Nice guys don't be nice. Some nice guys don't be don't be. I, okay, listen, because I was gonna say, what did on Beyonce this very say? Show on this very what did Beyonce show, you say? said they gotta have some if bad the status in them. Ain't hood. Now you can be hood and nice. Mm-hmm. I just don't want no square. I just don't want somebody who. What is a square? Because okay, Russell. Russell don't seem I don't, like I don't, he got no, no hood in him. Well, listen, Russell don't seem like he got no hood in, but he knew he needed that black woman. Not in the beginning, he didn't. Well, he came Sierra. to his senses. He came to his that's senses. That's fine, but he and see, Russell is a square, and I and that's fine. But Russell is a square now. Well, then I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I just no, wanted to clear it it's up. Not gonna work. I just wanted to clear it up. It's not gonna work. You gotta have. Listen, I'm not even gonna say that you can't be a square, but you have to have. You have to have some street smarts. I'm not saying you gotta be from the street. I'm not. I'm not out here trapping off the iPhone, but you have to have some type of knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like you got to have a little bit of, you got to be able to transition in all spaces right. and function and, and be a chameleon, sort of speak. You cannot. I, I do not listen with that at all. I do not want somebody who can, you know, who's sitting up quoting Frodo Baggins or something day in and day out. Like, I you, happen to like Frodo Yeah, well, see, I don't. I'm, I'm still a chameleon. See. You can put me in any environment and I'm straight. I do not. I don't. See, I am I feel like I'm more so of. You just don't like Lord of the Rings anyway. So don't it. use that as an example. Okay, please. well, listen. I just don't want somebody who don't have a, a little, a little bit of edge. Okay. I want, I want Stefan or Kale. I don't want. Steve Urkel. You see what I'm saying? But Laura ended up marrying Steve Urkel. She did, but I ain't Laura. I (laughs) I want a little bit of Stefan. Just a little bit. I ain't saying you gotta be just completely out here. Bad boy, take that. Take that. I'm not saying that. But (laughs) you gotta have a little... analogies are off the chain this morning. You you just gotta have a little bit of you know, that, that calm, cool, collected, little suave 
That's it. Now, if you want to put on your Hawaiian shirt, if you know you want to reload the rings by yourself without me, that's fine. Uh-uh, don't do but that. just don't do it with me. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it with me. I can't talk because you know I'm a Harry Potter fanatic. Exactly. So. That's what I'm saying. That some people feel that the way about Harry Potter that you feel about Lord of the Rings. But that's just me. Right. I get it. I don't. I don't want him to do that. You and I are on the same page. Oh my gosh. Um, but okay. shout out to Russell and Sierra. They they are a beautiful couple, and I'm happy for the both of them. Definitely, definitely. While we're on a positive note with black people, I also want to um, talk to y'all about something that I read right quick. Um, this past week, Marla Gibbs, you know her from The Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. She's been on other shows um, as well. But they were talking about how um, they were relating her to... Nipsey Hussle and like what he was doing in the community in the Crenshaw community and they brought up Marla Gibbs and they were saying that I thought this was great she reinvested in Crenshaw in the uh, Lamert Park community Mm -hmm. and in 1990 she purchased the Art Deco Theater for three million dollars and she renamed it the Vision Theater Complex where she planned to do stuff like host music events and like poetry readings i guess like what we would call poetry slams and talent shows and um book signings and town hall meetings like it was just going to be an all-purpose place of the arts uh for for the black community um like an artistic hub yeah but the time that she purchased the property turned out to turned out not to be as propitious Mm -hmm. a time to purchase because uh, shortly after she purchased it, the L.A. riots happened. And so, the, you know, the city was on fire for a few days. The art um, deco or the art complex didn't burn down, but the area never really recovered. And so, I think in like 97, she ended up losing it. But I still thought it was worth mentioning that someone who looks like us, and is a woman mm-hmm. was able to purchase that property for three million dollars and was trying to bring you know economics. That's a lot of money back then. It, it is. It was. I mean, I mean, it's a lot of money now, but I'm saying back then. Yep. That's a lot of money. That's how you know she was signing the right contracts when she, she was, was you know working. So I just want to um to give a shout out to Miss Marla because that's pretty dope and inspiring. What do you think about? Because I've been seeing a lot of people like posting stuff like y'all. I don't even like. Science. I already don't like it. I, I know because it was getting on my nerves. People were like, it's this Nipsey's in y'all's neighborhood that y'all don't even support. I'm just like, oh my god. So, oh my god. The first time I saw it, I liked. I double tapped because I agree that there are people who are doing great things that are living that we need to support. But the more people started to post it in the statuses that I saw going right. with it. The think piece part just bothered me because it's like, how do you know? First of all, how do you know what we're doing with the Nipsey Hustles in our community? Secondly, they're not Nipsey Hustles. They're Tiffany Richmond, exactly. they're Courtney Bohannon's, they're whoever you know is listening, and we're all doing something different. Um, and are you, if that's how you feel, are you supporting the Nipsey Hustles in your community, or better yet, are you trying to be one, or are you just posting? Right. So, I don't know. Just, I'm okay with a lot of themes until you attach something negative to it. Yes. And when you do that, then I'm off it. And it, and it kind of turns into this, like you said, it, it gets like, it feels like negativity towards him and right. the people that are grieving his, his, 
you know, his, right. his the loss of his life. I and I was like just like, chill. Yeah, you're soiling the <laughs> intent behind what you said, the initial thought. You know what I mean? Like, don't do that. Just, yeah. just progress, move forward. Um, did we talk about how like they're seeking four months jail time for Felicity Huffman for the college bribe? No, but it's other people that's going to jail for way longer than that. Girl, I only mentioned it to remind y'all that Tanya McDonald received 12 years and um, uh, what's the lady's name? Kelly Williams Bowler or something like that. She's the one who um, got three years. I'm not saying they'll serve the whole time, but three years and like a $30,000 fine Mm -hmm. for sending her daughter to a different district than associated with her address. I know y'all can't see me, but I'm just shrugging my shoulders at this point. That is, that's what we mean by privilege. Make me see. That's exactly what. To my stomach. That's exactly what we're, we're, we talk about when we say privilege. Yep. And, um, what's her name? Not Felicity, Lori. Mm-hmm. She she made a statement like any any mother would have done the same thing. No, we would no, not. No, we would not. If her dumb ass couldn't get in, she just couldn't get in. What What am I going to do? Right. I I got my career. You need to figure it out. What I'm not gonna I'm not gonna risk going to jail because your ass don't want to study. It's not what? like those kids couldn't have gotten into college either. They're not. I don't believe that they're so. Anyway, I'm off it. Um, you want to talk about one of our favorite subjects, right? Quick, it has something to do with privilege. What gentrification, of course. Oh God. So let's talk about this Howard University Dog Park DC uh, situation. Um. Howard University is an education middle states uh, commission accredited private HBCU. Private. Private. Private being the key word. And it's a sacred dwelling for black students. Or has been for like over the last 152 years or so. And so for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, there's been this story that has come out about people... Mostly white people. Although, on the video, they keep showing there's a black boy walking his dog across the screen, which is making me mad because I know that's not what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. But um, making Howard University a dog basically a dog park, like a dog walking park. Like, they just come to hang out now and walk their pets through. No! 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 Exactly. And no! I'm not, I'm not saying... That is unsafe. I feel unsafe. That's what I would be. Right. I would. I feel unsafe, and I would call campus security on everybody. Can I see your ID? So, right. So, I'm not saying the dogs shouldn't belong on the yard, right? Because I can remember being at school, and my peers who, like, have moved off campus, maybe, like, coming to the yard to hang out, and they got their little poodle or whatever hanging out. But, like, there's a difference... There's so many things, but there's a difference. Like, we know people, them, they like to walk their dogs and let their dogs poop in other people's yards and places, parks, and now campuses and not pick it up. Like, the yard is somewhere where we sit on the grass, where we hang out at the plots, you know what I'm saying? We don't want that. Um, And so... It bothers me because white people believe that everything everything around them belongs to them. And one person said that <laughs> if the students don't like it, then they should move the university. And it's just laughable and disgusting because it's that saying, well, if you don't like America, then go back to Africa. Right. Kind of thing. Like, excuse me, there are plenty of dog parks in D.C. This is what a couple miles away from the capital. You like, ain't got to go over there. 
You don't have to go over here, and the only reason you're doing it is to piss people off. Yeah. And because you think that you can. And I would ask to see their ID. Okay. Do you have your ID? Right. If not, you got to go. This right. is a private. This is a private university. Right. I don't care how big it is. You got to go. It's a private school. And you can, you, can you imagine, like, them, like, walking their dogs over on the plot? Because you know they will. And then when you they know get they jumped, will. when they get pushed, I won't say jumped, when they get nudged, then... The students will be in trouble. This just, you know, this just kind of reminds me of a conversation that I had with my best friend about, this is a couple of years ago, about us ensuring that, or at least trying to ensure that things like this don't happen on all our college campuses by finding a way to purchase the surrounding homes and plots to keep it for the students. Right. To keep it sacred. Because if we don't, this is what's going to happen to a lot of the HBCUs. Because, you know, people always laugh and joke about, you know, all the HBCUs is on MLK or in the hood. But, I mean, where else were we going to go? Right. Where else could we go to have a school that, that we could be at and be safe and do what we need to do? But if now, because those areas are popular, because right. they're cheap... How are we going to protect? They're near the highways. How are we going to protect the campuses if we are not the ones who are buying into the area directly around the universities, the HBCUs? Like, we have to do more than just watch Homecoming. Like, (laughs) we we have to do more than that because this, this, this is where we're going. This is what's happening. Right. And I I do understand, you know, I always try to think about it from both sides. Like in the past, economically, it just didn't feel feasible. But I think now we're in a position, not that we have, you know, even a tenth of the, you know, the wealth that's in the world. But I think now that we are in a position at least to, and we have enough knowledge and are still gaining knowledge and we can kind of link together and maybe, you know, for instance, like, Four or five Winston-Salem State University graduates could get together. That's and what I'm talking about. I'm not saying one home. of us. Yeah. But one, because there's no way that we as a community, all of us, have a trillion dollars worth of buying power. And right. we can't get five or ten of us to build about one house. Right. There's no way. Especially people that have careers mm-hmm. and work and are responsible with their money and are educated. Right. There's no reason why we cannot. Like I had this conversation with somebody I posted about um, therapy and that type of thing. And, you know, I was like, somebody asked me, would it work? And I was like, I don't know. Why don't you go see? Mm-hmm. And I, a guy responded back to me and was like, well, therapy is, therapy is too expensive just to, just to go and just see if it works. And I said, but you bought him Jordans though. Right. I'm not saying that, you got to, you know what I'm saying? Like go in the hole to do certain things, but don't talk to me about what you ain't got money for right. because you have money you for have whatever money. you feel is important. That's funny that you say that. I just said the same thing to a family member of mine yesterday. I, I'm listening. I'm listening to them talk, you know, day over day about what they don't have and, you know, how, you know, they need to be able to get to a certain status or, you know, be able to purchase a home or just move out or whatever. Um, because they're cohabitating with other family members. And I, I was listening and thinking, every day we speak, or not every day, but every day that we do speak, you're at the drive-thru, either in the morning 
and or in the afternoon at Burger King or McDonald's or wherever it is you eat. Those meals cost anywhere from $5 to sometimes the bill is like $11. All of it adds up. It All does. of it. It does. It adds up and it's unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And the amount that you can save if you just went to the grocery store. And, and this is the thing. Like I have the, I even have to talk to some people in my family about this mm-hmm. because... I'm the type of person, like, when I set my mind to something, that's what I'm going to do. Exactly. And I I do like, I do like to dine out. Of but course. to me, dining out is more of, like, a social thing or it's like a treat. Mm-hmm. So, I don't have a problem with grocery shopping on Monday and eating the same shit all, all the way week. to the weekend. Same. I don't care. Because as long as I got something to eat and I'm not starving, it all of this, well, I don't really want that. And I just feel... Well, I don't eat leftovers. Yes. I never, I will never understand. I don't eat left. Don't you know the season is set better than that? Listen, day? you eat them leftovers before they eat you. Okay. So, I mean, I just say all this to say, and I don't want anybody to think that I don't buy this and that because I got a closet full of shoes that I don't even wear. Nikes, Jordans, whatever. But I don't, I then, then I don't complain about what I can and can't do because yeah. clearly I can do it. Right. So that's my whole thing. Like, I think it just, you know, takes you changing your mindset because even with that said like all the stuff that I buy like when I do buy it which I haven't been buying that much lately because I'm trying to do better but like I'm proud of you I wear the same pair of Vans and Converse's all that mm-hmm. I don't even wear the shoes mm-hmm. so it's just like okay do I really need these right, shoes why do I have them or is it just because it's like a a social it's like a, a status thing like mm-hmm. oh well I got these but I, I mean I don't even wear them like I've sold so many pairs because like I have never even put my foot, I had a pair of Jordans I bought in 2011. Have had never put them on my feet. Okay. Hadn't well. even laced them up. So it's just like, well, girl, what are you doing? Right. Like, what are you doing? You better go get these $50 vans and make it work. Right. Because that's what the Bill Gates and the Steve Jobs of the world did. Steve Jobs wore the same outfit everywhere he went. Take note. Take note. But that's all I got to say about that one. And I'm going I'm to get off my soapbox because I ain't come here to preach, but I will preach if you let me. Okay. <laughs> Um, I do want to mention so many other things that happened, but I know we have to move on. So I'll just mention this. Um, there's a Manhattan elementary school. I think it's Manhattan place elementary who made, uh, who had a teacher who made the eight, an eight year old urinate in a trash can at the front of the class. So the kid wanted to go to the bathroom and the teacher uh, said no. Um, and he couldn't hold it. So the teacher made him go to the bathroom in the front of the classroom, which means he had to expose himself in front of the other students to go, of course, I don't know what the situation was, but I would imagine that that would cause me some stress if I was eight years old. So he ended up peeing on the front of his clothes. They sent him to the nurse. He couldn't really get any help there. They gave him trash bags to wear for the rest of the day. They never called his parents. Um, And he went home in those trash bags, and, of course, they took pictures. I'm just going to say, I feel like if that was my child, I'd, I'd be ready to fight. His mother did get on... um television uh to make a petition and a complaint uh she was crying and i i just i mean he's eight years old and he'll never forget that that happened to him no that's embarrassing and those kids won't never forget either no so and we know how mean children can be too so we don't know if he had like a, a classroom full of compassionate friends or if you know they're gonna make up some mean nickname to call him for the rest of his life 
because of that. And that teacher should be, she, they, he or she should be fired. I mentioned it because racism is everywhere. And don't think for one moment that this didn't have something to do with racism, even if, you know, teachers aren't walking around calling, you know, students the N-word. It, it just plays out in so many different ways. And this is in New York, so it's not like a southern northern thing. No, and and those types of things come from. It's just so crazy that you men, mentioned that because I go on these YouTube rabbit holes. Mm-hmm. So over the weekend, I have been on a couple of rabbit holes. Like I've watched a couple of dogs give birth. You know, I, I mean, it's gotten really, it's gotten really weird. Courtney, just call me. Just call me. It's gotten really weird. Girl. But, um, <laughs> yeah. So one of the one of the YouTube holes that I went down was watching uh, the Senate confirmation hearings. And I watched Mm. people just rip Betsy DeVos, which is the current education secretary. I just watched them rip her to shreds. And it was interesting because... Now, this is the person that at this time is the head education person in the country. And she used an article or research... Um, well, she cited this in a part of her um, uh, reasoning for her policies. Um, it was a, re- uh, a research study that said that it was it was kind of talking about the increased rates of disciplinary actions against black students and Hispanic students. Mm-hmm. And she cited research that basically said that it has nothing to do with race, like from the administration. It's just that these particular groups of children have worse behavior so it justifies that they should they're disciplined more because they just they behave worse from an early age and it continues on this is what the education secretary of the united states of america is using to base policy right so just let that sink in i don't have to let it sink in because if i do i'm gonna start tearing some stuff up i get that sink in so when people say that Votes don't matter. Okay? I want everybody who says it, if you are under the sound of my voice, I want you to remember, if you said that voting does not matter, this is basically what you're agreeing to, that you're okay with these types of things that are affecting innocent children who cannot fend for themselves, that we are supposed to be trying to make the world a better place for. Right. Our children, our nieces, our nephews, our neighbors, our cousins, and the people who look like them. And you know, like, one more thing and we're going to move on. I mean, I don't know what be going on, but, like, all my friends who got kids, they be show- they be at them schools. So, I mean, if you're not one to, Same. Like, you got to show... They got to see your face. Yes. They have to know, like, okay... I can't play with this child. Because their mama is... She looked light, but she heavy, though. Try me. (laughs) Try it. And the thing is, if enough of the parents start showing up, they just going to have to change the way they operate altogether. Which is what should happen. Mm -hmm. But what's funny is, I feel like if all the black parents start showing up, then they will change the policy of the schools that the kids are in. Mm -hmm. Anyway, um... I mean, and and I mean that with regards to like who who can show up. When when can you mm-hmm. show? Up? Like the chain of command, I feel would just change. And it will change, and then they they will change with it. Mm-hmm. And and you you will still need to do whatever it is you need to do. Follow the chain, whatever. But just know we gonna be there. That we gonna be there every time. Every every time. 
<laughs> uh, okay. I know we have to get into the content yes. of the show so we can let these people go. Um, you want to discuss the Mueller report right quick? Um, I just want to say a quick thing. The Mueller report came out um, after all these years and all of my good tax dollars that has paid for this. Wasted. Um, and there was a lot of pushback from Democrats because they didn't want to release it at all. And then they released it. They released it. Jesus Christ. Then they released a redacted version, yeah. which I feel like is a slap in the face because I need to see everything that it says. But I want to make one thing clear. Um, Trump has continued to say that there's no collusion. There's no collusion, blah, 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 blah. Even if there was quote unquote, quote unquote collusion, collusion is not a legal term. It is not, it, it's not a crime. Like it's not, on a legal book that says collusion is a crime. But what is a crime is obstruction of justice. Right. Which Mueller has found several, several instances of things that could be held up to the standard of obstruction of justice. And he has submitted that report to Congress and has given them, they have the right to impeach or not. So I don't want you guys to listen to, you know, like, talking heads and pundits saying it didn't do this, it didn't do that. It did what it was supposed to do. There is some things in the report that could be classified as obstruction of justice, but the president falls under Congress. So Congress has to make the move to impeach him on what Mueller found. And I just wanted wanted to put that out there. And we can move on. I appreciate it. All right, so... We love to hear from you guys. Let us know what you think about the news that we shared and our opinions on it. Now, Monday, April 22nd was, is, was, um, (laughs) Earth Day. Um, and Earth Day is to honor the protecting of the Earth that we live on, protecting our species and other, uh, I have often done things to celebrate Earth Day, whether it was go volunteer to plant plants somewhere, um, planting trees, you know, from a, a child on up, um, how about you? You do, do you ever do anything special in honor of Earth Day. I think I do something special all the time. I try to recycle. Okay. <laughs> no, that's no laughing matter. I try like, to I'm... cut down on my water usage. Um, I try to, you know, not turn my heat on, which is gas. If it's like this morning I woke up, it was 62 degrees. That's fine. It's you, chilly. You, but I had the blankets and the space heat. You're getting into all the things. Yes. Okay. So, so that's that's what I did. As a child... There was never any real, like, going to plant trees because I grew up in the country and we had plenty of time. But I did always love Earth Day because I like to draw and I love drawing the earth. So (laughs) I always make sure I I have my little, my little, it's Earth Day. I think think that's more than fair and so sweet. Yes, I do. So, yeah. And all I can do is think about. Michael Jackson singing Heal the World, but that is that has nothing to do with nothing. I don't know why that just popped in my head, but that's what I'm seeing right it's now. It's funny because when we started talking about doing this episode, I thought about Michael Jackson. <laughs> heal the world, make it a better place. Yes, come on, heal the world for that for good old... you and for me and the entire human race. Honey, they had a whole plethora of people up there just from all walks of life. Honey, just heal the world. Yes, Lord. They did. So, anyway. today, in honor of... Um, Earth Day, I, of course, you know, we're going to connect it to something black because we always do. Um, I want to talk about this, the face of sustainability. And it's funny because you sent me um, a post uh, that led to an article uh, that kind of sparked wanting to do this on the show. And so the face of sustainability has been this 
thin, white person, um, often underlying tied to white supremacy. Um, and sustainability has everything to do with the ability to sustain at a certain level. Mm -hmm. um, so I just want to talk about like how the face is this health conscious a uh, biodegradable supporting white person usually. And in the article that I think you and I both read, uh, the top, it said the top 10 companies flooding the planet with the most amount of throwaway plastics are all white-owned companies. Yep. Um, the largest dairy and meat companies that are set to emit more greenhouse gases than, oil, than the oil industry are also white-owned, which is no surprise. And white, vegan recyclers you granola. know yeah exactly just, that's what i say i know that's probably mean but i just like you know they granola right they <laughs> lecture people of color um across the globe about the mess that we're all in um, with our planet all the time when in essence they're responsible for the destruction of the place that we call home i'm just trying to keep it real uh, on a broad scope and so why is it that it seemed like seems like and not just in this instance but in a lot that white saviors want to tell people, indigenous people, and everyone else how to fix what they've broken. Mm -hmm. Like, like that is an That's issue. That is an issue. Um, the article was asking why the face of sustainability is so skinny, so white. I I added um, yoga wearing, uh, kale salad eating. Not that I don't wear yoga pants. Not that I don't eat kale. You know what I'm saying? But. What, why it's that instead of like some elderly black lady wearing the same coat that she's been wearing for the last 10, 15 years because it's still good. Using um, her reusable shopping bags. Yes. So Taking the bus. Right. It made me think about the wastefulness. Um, lots of people have been taking care of our ecosystem in so many ways. Uh, and nobody does energy conservation, in my personal opinion, like black folks. And you've already alluded to some of the things mm -hmm. that we do in the community that we don't even think twice about. But I do want us to talk about things that people of color do for preservation. So, for instance, you were talking about how, like, you don't cut on the air or the heat too early. Oh, and oh. I, that is one of the first things I, I thought about, like, our parents saying, like, well, don't air condition in the whole neighborhood. They won't even turn it on until you're either miserably cold or miserable, miserably hot. Quit running in now, letting all my air out. Exactly. And um, I think that it it's from a place of necessity. Sometimes yes. I don't even think that we realize that we are contributing to the sustainability of our natural resources. Mm -hmm. It's it's more so like I ain't trying to run up my power bill, mm -hmm. but. Really, what is the byproduct of that? You are conserving energy. That's right. Um, what else? Uh, you mentioned the running water. Unnecessary. I can remember living in a house with um, one of my, well, a set of my grandparents. And it was a lot of us that lived in this house. That it's, when I say about a couple families living in that house and um, what, maybe three bedroom, uh, one and a half bath. Might, might have had two bathrooms. I'm not, I can't remember. But anyway, shout out to Car Creek. Um, you could not take a shower, a long shower. You could not take a long hot shower. I'm sorry. You better get them hot spots and get and out. get out, or they will cut the water off on you. You gotta get out. And then you think, yeah, you know how you seen people, especially older people, if they know they're gonna get in and take a shower, they'll bring what like if they have a shirt that needs to be ironed, they'll bring it in. That way, yes, the steam, steam 
I mean, you know, those are, I mean, that's conserving resources and energy when you do things like that. And I don't even think that we realize that we are, even how, like, I know my mama will do this. She go anywhere and get takeout, and it's something that you can wash and reuse. She gonna reuse that darn container. Her name must be Tiffany Richmond also because, girl, all the time. We gonna save plastic containers. Wash and rewash. Now, you, you mentioned um, something about, like, social dining earlier, but you don't mm-hmm. have a problem with going to the grocery store, and I agree. Um, I always tell people I was raised in a family where we just don't eat out much at all, regardless, and I've carried that into my adulthood. Yes, I like communing with people in public places over good food but on a regular basis it's not economical to eat out like that it's time consuming and people are nasty so we don't usually go out to eat especially like buffet style or anything like that you can forget it i do not do buffet i don't like the china buffet i don't like golden corral i don't like none of that stuff Mm -mm. do not know because i don't like people breathing all over my foot no we won't even get into it because i could go there i don't i don't like stuff like that and then like i said i am sort of a creature of habit mm-hmm. so the places that i like to eat when i feel like i want that then that's what i do like i'm not just one to be like oh let's just go eat here eat there eat. like no girl because if i go somewhere i don't like it i don't waste my money i'm gonna be more mad that i wasted my money right like same no i, I don't have money to waste well, people say like even when they say like try something new i'm like i'll try it new when it's free or, like, if you got it, you want me to taste it, then next time I know I like it. Um, you talked about the plastic containers. And we, so, this was also sparked from, like, jokes and memes that we always look at, laugh at, double tap on. Um, but I know plenty of people who do buy plastic cups. They do buy plastic forks. I don't personally do this. I prefer to just drink out of whatever I have then if, it, if it's necessary to do this. But who wash their plastic cups? Who wash their forks? Let me... I'm just saying what I've seen people do. And oh, while I, I don't you. like it. I'm agreeing with you. So, um, for those of you that know me personally know that last week, um, there was, uh, we had a funeral. Someone in my family had passed away. And, you know, afterwards, you know, you always go back to the mess hall and church mm-hmm. and eat. So, um, it was so funny because my cousin is the pastor of the church yes so you know she's down there like sweeping and trying to clean up everybody's leaving so i'm like let me help her get cleaned up because i don't want her to be here cleaning up you know by herself Mm -hmm. so i'm going around picking up the you know plastic solo cups throwing them away my aunt who is 70 years old started screaming at the top don't throw that in give me that i'm gonna take that home and bleach it give me them cups i'm just like you can throw these away now give me them cups I'm going to take them home and bleach it. The elders. Ma'am, <laughs> you do not have to, but that's... She's recycling. She's recycling. That is being... That is sustaining what we have or trying to sustain mm-hmm. and doing doing your part. Like, I think that people think that they have to do this, you know, go to these extreme measures, but... Exactly. The, the more you do and the, the better examples you set... It will rub off and people will catch on. And then if someone says, hey, why are you doing that? Because some people just don't know. Right. Some people just have no clue about global warming and depleting natural resources. And, you know, they just they don't understand it right. or they just, you know, have never had that information. But someone may see you doing it and then that may inspire them to do it. And especially if you it. have younger people coming behind you or you have children. It's good to start those behaviors 
Early. I mean, early. Whenever you, whenever, like, if you listen to this today and you've never thought about it and you start today, it's better than not starting at all. I don't know a black person who does not have a closet or at least a container full of plastic bags. I'm sorry. You can go open mine right now and plastic bags will probably fall out, but we reuse them, reuse them. I got so where I'll go to the grocery store and you know how like at Harris Teeter, you can do self-checkout and they require that you put everything in the bag. I do that, but then I, I take it right back out. And I will roll out to the um, parking lot with just the food and the buggy because I'm like, it ain't that serious. And what am mm-hmm. I going to do whenever I get home? I don't want to use that. If you notice, a lot of us have dishwashers and won't use the dishwashers as much. Mm-hmm. We wash the dishes by hand um, more often than our counterparts. And we wear our clothes longer. Also, just thinking about childhood, carpooling. You mm-hmm. mentioned the bus. We if we don't carpool for any other reason other than gas costs too much. Yeah, we all go to the same place. Exactly. My I, right now, my mom will call my aunt and be like, "Do you need to go to the grocery store?" Mm-hmm. Now, for whatever reason, she does it. Two cars aren't, you know, emitting gas into the environment. Right. To do so, she's got to go that way anyway. Um. And I thought it was worth saying that, like, growing our own food is not a new practice for us. No. I think that, you know, a lot of young people who have grown up over the last, like, 10, 15 years or whatever are starting to get into it. But, like, growing our own food is an old practice. Yeah. My my brother's grandmother grew so many things in her garden. Candid. I mean, you know, just that's just what she did. And. Um, a few of my older cousins and uncles, they have a garden every year. And, I mean, I get so many tomatoes and cucumbers mm. and peppers. I don't even know. I'm like, what am I going to do with all of this? Well, girl, bring the cucumbers over here because I love them. I yes, play. they have everything. So, it's not a new it's not a new practice. I just feel like, I feel like, and I say this all the time, those of us who were raised in, like, the traditional South Mm -hmm. and it's no shade to other people, but I just feel like sometimes we're more accustomed to that type of life. Yeah. And you know, if you were raised in like the city or you didn't, you weren't really exposed to the South, it may be a new thing or, you know, it's something that your great aunts did back in the day. But like, we about that life down here. Yeah. Like I have garden boxes in the back of my house. Like, yes, you do. So, (laughs) um, I don't feel like it's anything, new or like I think I remember like growing up and at my grandmother's house I didn't think about this until I got older like we did not have we did not have central air mm-hmm. we had them fans in the window fans all over the house and you and she they'd be like well if you sit down and be still you won't be hot like Girl, I never thought it's so I, true I never thought about that I think I've told the story before where uh I said we I've, I've lived in the country and we had like an outhouse and there mm-hmm. was a, a heater in the middle of the living room that you mm-hmm. had to put wood in. Yes. And that both uh, two great-grandmothers that I've um, lived with, both you had to take a bath in the wash tin. Yeah. I, girl, I was about to say that. I remember. This is so crazy. Growing up when I was little and I stayed at my grandma's house. And my grandma had 10 kids. I remember her coming around. It's probably about five of us in each room. But 
I remember her coming around with that tea. Like, okay, here go your water, here go your yep. rag, do whatever, and you take it and you empty it out, she wash it out, and we'll be heating the water up on the stove. Yes. I'm just on like, when I think about that, it's just crazy to know that, like, like to think about how I live now. Yeah. And, then, and it, was just, it was just, that's what we did. And like, And I told somebody that, I think I told my mama They don't believe They had you. no idea. That, and I'm like, yeah, that's what we did. And she was like, no, y'all didn't. Yes, we did. My uncle Grandma said the same thing. I had to. I had to call my mama. I had to get him to call my mama so he so we could verify that that happened. Yes, I'm like, I did too. We would yes. have that little tin, your little soap, and I mean, and but the but when I think about just the care that that took for her to even, mm-hmm. I mean, because my grandma is not, she wasn't a spring chicken then, right? To to do that, and we're not even her kids. We are grandkids, right? To be getting up early to make sure we all had a wash tin. Like, if y'all don't know, me and Tiffany is country. <laughs> <laughs> they know now. I mean, we, like, I don't know. We we done, we done been through some country stuff. But I think it made us who we are. And it helped us appreciate, appreciate. the things that we have now. And we have a, a, a better understanding of what... I feel like I have a good understanding of the important things and what really matter right at the end of the day the like of the all day. of this can go because that we i started from nothing <laughs> and you know what when when you start from nothing it it don't scare you it because do, it doesn't. I, didn't, I, I know i know how to survive down there i was just walking around the store the other day thinking if i could not do this i i would be okay i'd be fine because i've i've Done it before. That's right. And was happy because I know no better. <laughs> <laughs> we might smack our lips now, but like now I'd be like, look, look now, I, look. I at least need a shower, right? Something, please and thank you. But back then, it was just, you know, that was just life. Like right. I, I did not. I, I mean, like I remember not even having a telephone. I remember having to walk out to. My brother's grandma's house to use the phone. We didn't mm-hmm. even have a phone. Mm-hmm. Now I couldn't imagine not having a phone. Girl, having to run through the path to get to my cousin's house to to give a message that my grandma wanted them to know. Go on over there and tell. <laughs> so, okay, and happy to do it. Yeah, so, happy. You know, this is. I think this is what we've always. See, I I think. I think the difference between us and the granola-esque whites that you described is that we <laughs> we have been the face of sustainability, as I said, out of necessity. Necessity. And it's trendy now. It's a talking point. Right. It you know, it, it I I think people love to like co-op struggle and you know, like, Ooh. oh, well, I'm sacrificing to, you know, to make the world a better place to get a pat on the back, you know. Right. And I feel like sometimes that's the difference between why we live the way we live and how they're choosing to all of a sudden want to live this way now. Right. I feel like that's the difference. But keep on using your bags. Oh, another thing, too. I buy them 99 cent bags from TJ Maxx. Yep. So I'd be like... And you know what trips so, me out is that they always ask, like, for your milk. Do you want a bag? Why do I need a grocery bag for my milk? Just sit the milk in there, sis. Right. I can carry it with the handle. I don't need no grocery bag for that. Not only that, let me just say this, too, though, which is kind of sad. In the beginning, like, I have bags that I can take to the grocery store, and sometimes I do, and I still get nervous. Because I used to be like, 
Okay. I don't want to get any bags from the grocery store, which is why sometimes I still walk out of the grocery store with all my food showing because I didn't want anybody to think that I was stealing. That too. Which is a whole nother topic for another day. That too. Because I still get an attitude when you see me coming out with all of these groceries and in my water, you're going to stop asking me about some water. Right. Now, I went through the time to get all of this bagged up and pay for all of this and I'm going to steal a $5 case of water. Right. Really? But I just let people do their job. But that's another thing, too. I want to talk about the bottled waters. Um, that's wasteful, too. It, like, it I is. I think about that. Like, the bottled water is is really wasteful. And I haven't done it, but I really am considering getting just, like, some... Filter? Yeah, some sort of filter. Because yeah. it's wasteful when you think about it. Mm-hmm. And we have all these nice water bottles. I got a million water bottles. I know you do. You come you come with a different one every time, I got babe. a million. I got a... And I love... But it keeps me... It keeps me mindful. If I get a water bottle that I really like, mm-hmm. it inspires me to drink. I reach for it all the time right. before I will reach for just a plain bottle of water. Right. Or or a glass even. Yeah. So I even sometimes what I do is buy the gallons of like distilled water and then I'll just use that. Yeah. Instead of buying a million little tiny water bottles. Right. So I mean even those little things. Making sure you're recycling like. Yes. Recycle. recycle. We recycle big in, in our home. So. So we just have to you know keep it up. But you know I don't want anyone to think that we as a community aren't doing our share to protect Mother Earth. Because I feel like I mean. We never we, stop. We never stop. It's, like, a, it's not a trend for we've us. We've always been this way. Um, so I just don't want anyone to get it confused and think that we're not a part of the sustainability movement because we are and always have been and probably always will be. We created the sustainability movement. We sure did. Uh, That was good. I'm glad we got a chance to discuss that. And for those of you who are listening, I would really like to know what you do to help sustain. Like, I know that people live out their lives in different ways, but I think that we're all doing something. We and are. maybe you didn't realize until B and I talked about it on the show what you were doing, but now that you know, what is it? Girl. I feel like white that's chicks what over here. You got so much hair. I feel like white chicks over here. All this hair. <laughs> um, okay, so per usual, I want to know what was funny or inspired you this week. Um, well, of course, you know who inspired me this week. I was going to say the same sister. My sister, Beyonce. My sister. Um, yes, my sister. Um, but one thing that I want to say that really, really inspired me was, um, a part of the documentary portion on Homecoming where she said that, you know, she always wanted to go to HBCU, but she couldn't. And then she said, Destiny's Child was my college and life was my teacher. And that really just... I don't know. It just it just it hit just me in my chest. You. Yeah, because Aww. I know just from following her and knowing how people have like said she couldn't talk and picked on her and da 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 da. Like she may not have gone to a formal university, but she got life lessons for eternity. Okay real shit you know real things that are happening like within the industry and just life and I mean you know so that really just stuck with me because I feel like it reminded me of like the people who've gone before us who maybe had to raise children or couldn't go to college or had to work and that that is how they learned life was their teacher they didn't have a choice and 
because I feel like, well, because we see that this is Beyonce's true calling, she college was not an option for her. Right. This was her. This is she sacrificed that to be able to to live this life that she's living now. And I think it just shows that no matter how much you get, how much you want, there are still things that you may feel like have kind of gone unfulfilled because you had to sacrifice to live out your dreams or to take care of others and whatever, whatever. So that really set with me that, you know, she has that outlook on, I I wanted to go to college, but this right. I was pursuing my career. And that just set with me. And I thought it was very vulnerable of her and, and open of her to share that and to say right. that on camera. So it just, it very just touched human me. of her. Yeah. It just touched yeah. me. Um, I too was inspired by the Beyonce documentary. I thought the documentary was very uh, propitious in its timeliness. Uh, <laughs> at a moment when I needed to be inspired again to like just keep pressing, keep moving, and keep working on the things that you want to work on. And I thought about the fact that, and I mentioned this before, that she was supposed to do Coachella the year before, and then she got pregnant and had to wait a year, and then she spent all those many months practicing, and then we got this beautiful um show we got to see it twice side note man whoever cut the film please give that person an award because i was staring at the screen without blinking and they were changing from one show to the next and you don't Don't know it even Mm -hmm. see the change you only know they're changing because the colors change from one day to the other and her hair changed oh my (laughs) god listen it's not always just the beyonce's i'm telling you people are out here doing a good work you hear me and when i was looking at it that that's what captured me the first time i watched the film i couldn't even get wrapped up into in the film until the second time because that production blew me away the choreographers yes the 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 people you know the the band members right like Beyonce Everything. didn't come up with that part, right? She Everybody just said, "This is what I want." And she and talked about how the young people like were doing amazing things with their bodies, yeah. and just, and I, I, the twins, I love seeing the twins. Yeah, I was like, so the twins are back. Um, but yeah, they're. It's just like we always say. People always be like, "Oh, you be you got the same amount of hours as Beyonce," but Beyonce got a whole a whole Beyonce got a crew. Beyonce got a tribe of people. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that was good. Who can do amazing things. But yeah, um, it came it came right on time when I needed to be re-inspired. And because of that, I went and I made a purchase um, on something that I needed to reread so I could work on writing something that I've been thinking about writing for a long time. So thank you, Beyonce. Um, what's your good word for the good people this week? Um, I don't know. I always end up... Um coming back to this because I think that I struggle with like comparison and you know thinking that oh xyz is doing this so I can't do that and you know it it just goes back to you know what our good brother Pharrell said is if not me then who that's if not you then who if 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 you're not gonna do it if you're not gonna put the dreams out there and work toward the goals and make it happen and who gonna do it Mm -hmm. you know sometimes People are people are just waiting on you to make that move to get behind you. Ooh, but if you don't, that's so true. You know, if you don't, because it, how many times have you said something or posted something or done something? People are like, oh man, I feel this way. Exactly, exactly how I feel. You know, if I can help you, let me know. I want to be a part of this. Somebody may be waiting on you to move. So if you don't do it, 
who else is who who else is ever gonna do it? Right. And when it does get done, because it was put on somebody else's heart, because God saw that you weren't gonna move on it. Do not. Do not get upset. Okay. Because you had people can't wait forever, and God ain't gonna wait forever. He right. would get. He would give your dreams right on to somebody else right. who ain't scared to bust a move. Don't be scared to bust a move. No, that's all I got to say. What about you? Um, so this isn't my good word or whatever, but I I do also want to share another inspiration. I might be paraphrasing, but the homie Rico he posted something this past week, um, and it was basically like, if God put it on your heart, know that it's on His too. Ooh, and that really sat with me because that says like you got all the tools you need. You, you got do. all the tools you need. Already it's in hard you. to remember that sometimes. But you do have all the tools that you need. Um, For my good word, I just want y'all to remember this. It ain't hard to tell who loves you if you're focused. If you focus in on the way people are treating you, the way they're moving when they're in the room with you, the way they speak to you, whether in kindness or not, if they give you feedback and it's constructive or if it feels hateful, you, if if people are giving you the attention that you need, and I don't mean that in a, a needy sense, um, but if they're able to focus on you whenever you're speaking to them, um, if they hear you when you're talking, if they hear you when you're not, mm-hmm. it ain't hard to tell who loves you if you focus. Yeah, sure ain't. Uh, so just remember that. That was some good stuff, girl. Okay. Uh, is there anything you don't want the people to forget? Yes. Um, on May 14th, 2019, North Carolina's 9th, 9th Congressional District is going to hold its primary election because y'all remember all that stuff that went on with Republican Mark Harris and him and that Dallas McRae person still an absentee ballot. So yeah. that election has to happen again. So, the primary is going to be on May 14th. I don't know who the Republican challenger is, but Dan McCready will obviously um, be in that race again. He was the Democratic uh, candidate that ran. So, just keep that in mind. You should already be registered to vote. But if you're not, I mean, you ain't got that much time. You need to get on it. So, I just wanted to make sure that we all remember that. um, Because I would hate for us to go through all of this and then still have a not so good outcome so just remember that primaries are may 14th um and i think they said if um no candidate wins more than 30 percent, then they'll have to do a runoff and i think that'll be in september but the primary is going to be on may 14th 2019 so that's just all i wanted to make sure people remember i like it um, you know, you guys can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to podcasts, wherever you're listening to us right now, you can always meet us here. Uh, any last words? Mm. I've been on. I've been on. <laughs> Tell me who's going to take me out. Take me out. <laughs> I love it. Don't be afraid to uh, don't be afraid to bust a move. I'm a girl named Tiffany, and I'm Courtney B. (laughs) Y'all have a great week. Until next time, we out. You're so silly.